What you have gone through in life doesn't always define who you are, but it's part of a larger plan, working for a greater good, a better you. Here is where you'll hear stories of adversity turned into victory, stories of faith, both steadfast and wavering, but testimonies nonetheless that may change your heart, your perspective, even your life. Welcome to Testimonies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Testimonies. I'm Tessa Spencer. And you know, the fun part of this journey has been connecting with people. And sometimes people I know will recommend people as guests. And my guest this week is all thanks to to my brother, Darren. He's a barber in town and he gets to meet people, you know, every day, new people, his regulars, uh, parents of uh, the people whose hair he cuts, all that. He runs the gamut. But he called me while my next guest was actually in the barbershop that day and told me that I needed to have her on the show and we needed to have a conversation. So here we are. And before I introduce her and uh, bring her on, I actually want to read a foreword from uh her book that she's written. She's an author. She's got a couple of projects out there right now. And this is how I knew that this was kind of destined to be. So I'll read it for you here. I often wondered when people would speak of hearing God's voice, what it meant. Was it a literal or figurative moment? For me, that experience came as a thought at 4 a.m. one morning while I was lying in bed. Fast forward to the present day, where I get to share my story with you through my writing. My only hope is that this reaches at least one person, and my words are enough to encourage you to seek your own healing. For others, may you have grace for those around you who may be battling silently. Love and light, Emma J. And I'd like to introduce to you right now, Emma Johnson. Hey, Emma. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. Again, thank you uh, for being here. Um, thank you for having me. Awesome. Let's go ahead and start with uh, first and work our way back. Uh, you say, may you have grace for those around you who may be battling silently. What was it that you were battling with that led you to write one of your books? So I was battling with postpartum depression, mm-hmm. and I had never experienced that, didn't really know what it was, and um, had to find my way um, to work through that. Mm-hmm. How old are you, if you don't mind my asking, or how old uh, were you then? Then, this was almost seven years ago. I'll be 35 in August. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so about was that? I, I don't do math. I do words for a living. So <laughs> people will figure out for those of you who are listening and for you mathematicians out there, you kind of <laughs> know when that happens. So what was that like for you and how did you get through it? I've heard, you know, people have debilitating postpartum depression and it's really hard for them to pull themselves out. I think I recall uh, with my first son when he was born, I think I had it for all of maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. roughly, you know, I had a crying moment. And then I was just like, Oof, okay, glad I got that out of the way. But some people don't quite recover. How did you get through it? So like, uh, I guess before that, I have two kids, and my kids are about 11 years apart. Mm-hmm. And so when I had my oldest child, I was actually a senior in high school, I became pregnant, and had my child. And I think I was just trying to work through life at that moment. So I didn't really have time to kind of sit in any feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just had my child, raised her. And then after I gave birth to my my youngest that is seven now, I just remember when I after I gave birth to her, I was 
anxious because I had a C-section that wasn't planned. And then I just remember feeling sad. And I, I just thought I was overwhelmed because I was starting basically over again with another baby. But I felt sad all the time. I didn't really want to eat, even though I needed to because I was um, breastfeeding her. Mm-hmm. But though I just couldn't shake those feelings. I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, I wanted to sleep a lot and I just could not hold myself together emotionally. So at one of the checkups for her at, you know, Mm -hmm. after she was born, there was a questionnaire. I remember that they had me fill out um, while we were waiting for her to go go to the back. Mm -hmm. And so it asked a series of questions like, how are you feeling? And, you know, do you have any of these symptoms? And actually in my book, I have uh, questions from a questionnaire that's similar to that, but it asks about um, your sleeping patterns, you feeling Mm -hmm. up or down emotionally. And I just remember circling yes to like most of the questions. I think Mm -hmm. it was maybe one or two that I I circled no to. Mm -hmm. And so once the physician had looked over them and stuff and she, you know, kind of talked to me and everything and was asking me like, well, do you feel this way? Like every day? And it was like every single day I felt that way. And so She made me take that with me to my OBGYN and we had a conversation and then that's when I found out about, you know, the terminology of postpartum. Like I had never, Mm -hmm. just never heard of that. And growing up like in a black household, we kind of really didn't talk about our feelings. Right. So that was scary to me. And I kind of felt a little ashamed, honestly, and a little embarrassed because like, you know, I was like, well, how did this happen to me? And, you know, I'm supposed to be happy because mm-hmm. I have a new baby right. and it it wasn't going that way. So I kind of really didn't say or share that with anybody. I just kind of kept it to myself. And even with that being said, and you were just, you know, kind of keeping that in, were did the support system around you, did they notice that? Did they say, Emma, are you okay? Emma, do you need to talk about something? Emma, what's bothering you or anything like that? So, yeah. So one person in particular. So like my mom and stuff, they kind of knew I was going through something. I don't think they knew exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. But I remember in particular, one of my coworkers when I had came back to work, because I don't want to give away a lot. But she she basically like she she knew me. So when I, I said good morning to her or something and I think. Maybe it was the tone in which I said it or what. I don't know what it was, but she just like looked at me and she pulled me to the side and she was like, are you OK? And I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Like I just burst into tears and I just didn't know, you know, what to do at that point, because I think I was being a little more standoffish okay. than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I became a little withdrawn. I really didn't want to interact with people. Didn't really want to have a whole lot of conversation. I was just wanting to go to work, come back home and get back in bed. Like, Mm -hmm. that's literally all I wanted to do was to sleep. I understand. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. I understand that. Now, uh, in the foreword of your your book, which is sort of like the crux of what uh, this podcast is about, it's about testimonies. And uh, you wanted to know, how do you hear God's voice? What did what did that mean? Was it literal or was it figurative? I can relate to you as far as that's concerned. But how did you learn to hear God's voice? And how did that help you along your journey? So growing up, we were, you know, Southern Baptists, mm-hmm. went to church every Sunday, went to Bible study on Wednesdays, went to vacation Bible school every summer. So church was always 
there and my faith was kind of always there. But I think as I grew into an adult, um, I kind of shied away from that. Mm -hmm. And when I started going through, and my mom would always say like, you know, even when I would not really come to church as often and stuff, she was like, you will find your way back. And so I just, you know, left that there. But when I was going through what I was going through, I remember at one point I was just, I was tired of feeling the way I felt and I didn't know like what to do. And I remember just crying when I like, God, just please like help me just because I wanted to get back to, to something that was familiar, I guess. Right, yourself, and yeah. so mm-hmm. going through, you know, being in church and stuff, um, you would always hear the pastor say, well, you know, God will speak to you and all of these yeah. things in certain ways and stuff. And I never really had that happen with me, like personally, but mm-hmm. When I knew that I needed to get help and I needed to do something to feel better, I had started going to therapy Mm -hmm. and I did that for about a year. And when it was time for me to write the book, I had always liked liked to write and stuff, but that thing, it just kept coming back to me as a thought Mm -hmm. and it would be like a little, you know, like a little subtle voice in your head. Exactly. Maybe you should write about it. Maybe you should write about it. Yes. And it woke me up one morning. I knew I I just could not sleep. And I kept Mm -hmm. thinking about it and I kept thinking about it. And that was what was on my mind. So I got up and I got my notes app in my phone and I just started writing. Mm -hmm. And then I was very, very hesitant about sharing it because I had not really shared this with anybody. And it was my brother. Mm -hmm. God rest uh, his soul. He passed away last year. But before he passed away, that was one of the conversations that we had had about me writing Mm -hmm. and sharing it with people. So Mm -hmm. God's voice just came to me as a thought. Yeah. And that book um, has been birthed, uh, Baby Blues and the Brown Skin Girl. The Brown Skin Girl part with that, is that to kind of set it aside because we don't talk about mental health much in the black community? Um, sort of like taboo. You, you don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. If you know, you keep that to yourself, yeah. honey child, you just deal with it. You know, yeah. how do I deal with it? Pray, you know, they'll, you know, that's usually some of the, the common advice that uh, folks give. But mm-hmm. uh, tell us a, a little bit uh, about the book and what people, uh, when they do go out and purchase it, and we'll let folks know how they can do that, um, what the book is about. So to answer the first question, I did do the brown skin girl to set it apart because that was something that I up until recently, even like I said, my family members didn't even know that I was dealing with postpartum. Um, Like I said, they knew something was not right, but they didn't know exactly what it was. And Mm -hmm. so I set that apart because I do feel like, yeah, we don't talk enough about mental health and just being emotionally well in the black community. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that was has always been on my mind. And because I feel comfortable like sharing it now and I want everybody to understand that you can, you know, get help. There's nothing wrong with you if you do have days where you don't feel your best. Mm-hmm. And especially in the climate that we're in now, everything that is going on, it's easy to become stressed and then not even yes. know that you're sinking into like a depression until like you're there. Right. And so that was very, very important to me. And um, the book just basically uh, goes, it it tells you my story of like how I realized I had it, the steps that I took to find a way through it. And like even now, like it's seven years later and I'm still a work in progress and I really have to focus and just be present in each day to make sure that I can try to stay in a positive space. I think the only difference now is that 
now if I know I get those feelings that I know that I can, you know, meditate, pray, um, yeah. and try to work through those things. And then I, I don't feel alone. I feel like God is like always there, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so to speak yeah. in everything. And I always really try to find the good in everything because I think that that's important. Like he, he takes us through things, but mm-hmm. everything isn't because of, um, he doesn't want us to have things. It's just, he wants us to have like the best life possible. And we have to sometimes go through a little trial and little lessons to be able to get to the other side. So I definitely feel like that was a blessing in disguise for me to go through that because Mm -hmm. I've learned so much more about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't feel um, shameful about my experiences and what I went through. And I really um, am open now to like talking to more people about the things that I have dealt with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's good, because I was going to ask you, um, have you been able to uh, talk to people and have they been open to receiving uh, the information? Because, again, oftentimes two things that people get a little skittish about, you know, this list can be pretty long at times, but I would think mm-hmm. uh, mental health and also uh, their faith, uh, a belief in God. Some people yeah. just aren't comfortable with expressing their faith mm-hmm. and relying on that um, from A to Z whenever you're going through something. So have you been able to, or have you encountered actually people who are a little, Uh, skeptic about one, your diagnosis and what you were going through and two, uh, your faith walk, which has gotten stronger because of it. Oh, absolutely. And um, even like sharing it with my family members, like I always tell, I I joke about a different version of me because if you would have met me eight years ago, I was a totally different person. And I just feel like I'm living proof. Like if, even if you, whatever your beliefs are, if you don't believe that there is somebody there that is watching out for you and who wants the best for you and is going to align you in a way with other people and situations so that you can have an abundant life. Like I'm living proof of that. Yes. Even with me, <laughs> me, um, you know, yeah. being here with you today, yes. it just so happened that your brother cut my hair and it just so happened I had just finished my book because I've been working on my book since last year and it just, it just came to like, you know, I got the final print and everything. And so it just happened the way that it happened. And I all I feel that I owe that to God. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other explanation for that. Yes, he does align people. And he, you know, because my journey uh, at that particular time to, you know, and people know the story who have been tuning in that I knew that I wanted to do a podcast, didn't know what I wanted to do, could have been entertainment, could have been gossip, anything, relationship or anything like that. But again, I mm-hmm. wanted to do testimonies and give people a chance to tell how God has worked in their lives and people have just been showing up and people, like I said earlier, when uh, we first came on, uh, it's been people that has been connecting me to other people. And so because of what I was working on, God had already positioned that and I had been pushed to actually do it because I was postponing it and not really giving it much thought and saying, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, this Mm -hmm. has been gone since last year, late last year, but finally stepping out on faith and doing it. And then you're working on, uh, what you were doing at that time, and uh, you remember what your brother told you, and you got to work on that. And and Darren, my brother, was the connecting point, you yeah. know, the intersection <laughs> of us both being in the right space and time in our lives to be mm-hmm. able to help each other. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's next for you? What's uh, along the road? I know you have uh, baby blues uh, in the so brown in the brown skin girl. What else are you planning uh, to do? 
So I also, so Baby Blues and the Brown Skin Girl was like my baby. Like that's my little project that I'm very, very proud of. But I also, in addition, have two other, um, I wouldn't say really books, but they're more like journaling pieces. Yeah. And one is entitled The Beatitudes for the Brown Skin Girl. And the other is entitled The Beatitudes for the Brown Skin Boy. And both of those are positive affirmation journals, 30 days of positive affirmations and journaling alongside to help, you know, you get into mm-hmm. a more positive mind space. So nothing negative to write. You you know, you're writing about what you're grateful for for the day and stuff. And I really think that when we try to just focus on all the things that we have and mm-hmm. not necessarily focusing on the things that we don't have, mm-hmm. that it allows you to just see life in a different way. And I always say, like, comparison is the thief of joy. So for you to just focus on your life and all of the good things that God has blessed you with, makes it a lot easier to kind of digest and you know go through the day you know and to really see the beauty of life amen amen so now we needed to let folks know uh where they can get your books so all all the books are available through amazon and they are 12.99 for the beatitudes for the brown skin boy and girl and the baby blues book is 10.99 they are available through prime so you can order and get them next day mm-hmm. and yeah i think this is just i did the brown skin girl boy series because i really think that it's important for us to basically focus on our mental health and so that we can pass it you know just that having help and seeking help so that your kids will feel comfortable talking about their feelings yes. and if they're having like moments of difficulty and so that it's not as taboo as it was like when I was growing up when you were kind of afraid of being judged so yes. you didn't really say anything mm-hmm. and you just kind of kept everything inside. Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, Emma Johnson, thank you for your time. Uh, continued healing and blessings uh, for you and uh, for your family. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And if you're you're listening now and want to share yours, here's how. Have a blessed one. If you'd like to be a guest or if you just want to share your testimony, call 843-608-0804. That's 843-608-0804 or email testimonies with Tessa at gmail.com.